guys. Big episode of the Nordies Podcast. We break down the Dobbs game. We talk about how KOC should be in the conversation for Coach of the Year. We talk about a statement week for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Here we go. I'm Eric. I'm here with Jim. How's it going? Uh, just stupendously, man. How are you? Hey, I'm great, and that's because uh, it might not always be the best, and it might uh, we might live in in sports hell sometimes. But Minnesota sports are at at minimum entertaining. Hey, man. It's that's always, all. In it, fact, they're so entertaining that that's all we care about. We don't have any standards higher than let them be entertained. Yeah, I mean that's kind of where we're at. So we have a lot of that this week. Probably no better week than this one for uh, the entertainment factor. Uh, but before we dive into that, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast and subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcast from and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Okay, cool, man. Yeah. That sounds great. Thanks, and guys. Thanks, everybody. All right, uh, Jim, what are we drinking here? All right, uh, so we are over at Elm Creek Brewing out of Champlin. I, I feel like you like own stock in this place. Because I like keep you, trying to hype them and up. And you jumped on this right from the get-go. Well, their branding is ugly. I'm sorry, it is. But um, their beer is actually legit very yeah, good. Yeah, I like their beer. This one is Galactic Alchemy. It's a hazy IPA. I it's think about it's good. 7%. Interesting flavors. I like it. It's yeah. good. another good beer from them. For sure. We're going to enjoy it. All right. Uh, so here we go. The only thing we can possibly start with is Big Baller Brand is back. <laughs> That's where we're going with it. Big baller brand is back. Okay. It's like, stop trying to make fetch happen. Yeah. It's just like, dude, I thought this was dead. Big baller brand is the worst name of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, LeVar Ball is an absolute clown. Like, like, the only thing he should be doing is being on VH1 shows. Okay. And what would he do there? Just like kind of be interviewed when they're like go around or no he should be on vh1 reality shows like that level oh, of reality tv ooh, wow like flavor of love style shows yeah yeah yeah. But like big baller of love right where he has to <laughs> date a bunch of people who love the nba Want, yeah right <laughs> i i like that uh i wouldn't he, watch he is, personally no but, but he is just a complete clown he thought he was going to be like you know the the chris kardashian of basketball yes. and luckily I don't think there is going to be a Chris Kardashian in basketball. So that's great I like that news. Though. I've never really thought about it that way, but that's exactly what he was trying Have to do. Have a ton of kids, train them yeah. all up. You know, he thought- Chris was like, put them in, in, you know, sex tapes and get them surgeries. But Big Baller Brand goes a different way and says, hey, let's put him in basketball camps. And do you remember when they he was like threatening to like get them all on the same team? Yeah. Well, he was also like, I can be Jordan one-on-one. Okay, he, you know he's yeah. so he's wild, so, wild fucker. But the only reason so I he's bring trying up, to make BBB back. The only BBB reason I bring back. this this up is because I have a I have a question for you. Okay, mm-hmm. I want you to pick what is the best um, and what is the worst of these things. Okay, okay. Big baller brand, the worst. Starberry, better, and Stephen Berries. <laughs> 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 oh God! You know I want to put BBB at the bottom, but Steve, having experienced Stephen Berry's in their prime, I have to say Stephen Berry's is the cheapest clothing and any anything I've ever seen in my life. Stephen Berry's for every person who's ever like, oh, I couldn't shop at H and M. You wear that three times, and it's you know it shrinks down. I'm like, 
H and M never been to is, is Louis Vuitton compared to Stephen <laughs> Barry's. Stephen Barry's with like the polyester jackets, dude. They were like they were like fake letter jackets of like professional sports teams. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and boy. they had all the graphic T-shirts that everybody yeah. wanted, and you wash them once, and they were fucked forever. They had they had every single university's hoodie. I don't know. They got a deal with the NCAA for sure. Every university on earth. You'd be so like, in fact, I was going to get a gopher hoodie. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I don't know. It was the cool place to shop. So I'm there and I, I'm grabbing this hoodie. I'm like, yep, it's my size. Let's go up. And I kind of lay it on the counter. I'm like, what the fuck? One of the sleeves was must have been a small and the other one was like an XL. <laughs> they didn't match. The sleeves didn't match. And that's when I knew this place is not going to last. And, it, you know, it was shut down. <laughs> To everybody's benefit, luckily, I mean, not long after. I just like that you could Stephen Barry's. Like man. you could you go to be Stephen Barry's. You could go to Stephen Barry's and you could get a um, Grambling State, uh, Appalachian State, uh, Flagler University, and you know Texas. I I I can't even think of one. San Tech. Antonio State or whatever okay. it's called. Yeah, the state schools. Yeah, I mean you could get any sweatshirt there. Like this place was absolutely bizarre. It was I big think, and filled with garbage. I think that things were all under twenty dollars there too. Oh yeah, like dude. I think I mean you would get like one like, of these like leather like you think that the, you know supposed to be leather sleeved leather jackets. Yeah, and they were just crinkly plastic i think that they were 1999 yeah i yeah. might be making that up but i think they were and then the sweatshirts were like 15 bucks oh absolutely and then the t-shirts were like seven horrible terrible place but and i like a deal you i know like, me i like yeah. a deal my mom wouldn't let me shop there that's smart she was just like no <laughs> like i'm not gonna just spend money to have you buy stuff that will not last yeah. more than one wear one wear dude. it was like a halloween costume <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the best. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no. So, yeah, I think we got the order of those pretty well down. Also, I just want you to know that for whatever reason, like my social media algorithm during Halloween season was like to show me all of these like ads from like like costume companies. And okay. they were like, if you get cheap costumes that are made in China, they're not even like sewed at the end. And they're only meant for one use. And they, you wear them one time and they will never be the same. And I was like, yeah. What business model yeah. is this? I don't want to wear a costume two times. <laughs> I know what I'm getting. It's not a cosplay situation. Like <laughs> it, it everybody knows it falls apart the drunker you get and yeah. you, the pieces fall off and that's okay. That's fine. I don't I'm not like trying to be something two years in a row. I mean right. that's terrible. You can't so, do that. No, I'm not looking for some high quality costume. <laughs> what is like yeah, this is like a furry situation. Oh, you know what? It probably was the sites that you were looking for. That's, well, yeah, I think you just explained there you go. it. There it is. That's... The crossover from your furry yeah, stuff. I was wondering. <laughs> Cross-pollinated, baby. Damn it. All right. Uh, so here we go. What we actually want to talk about is the Dobbs game. Dobbs. Wow. What, this a, is, what a baller. This is an Talk absolute, about big baller. I, mean. I think this is one of the coolest sports stories that I've heard in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I... I, I really applaud this guy. I mean, he must be really he's an smart. Impressive guy. Well, I guess he is like a. What's the stuff with him being like a NASA? Yeah, he's like he's like major was like like pretty much whatever rocket science is called. Like okay, that kind astronautical of yeah. engineering. So mm. this is some of the stuff that we heard from him. Okay. okay, I've got. I'm gonna read a couple of things, some tweets, some stories. So a couple of these things. Um, Josh Dobbs didn't take a single rep with the offense in practice. No snaps from Garrett Bradbury. 
had never thrown a pass to anyone and didn't know most of their full names. He said that's for next week. That's for next week. Josh Dobbs said that Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell was essentially translating calls and mapping out plays mid-huddle as the play clock was ticking down. KOC called Dobbs' ability to handle it all one of the most impressive things he'd seen in his career. So we have a impressive up- on both of their accounts, though. Oh, incredible! So we have we have a mic'd up KOC here, and these are from two different plays. Oh, so I'm okay. going to do two plays here. One of them, he says, turbo right X jet Y cross H dagger. Can it to motion left ISO? Was the play call? That meant nothing to me. So as Dobbs is going up to the line of scrimmage, he says. Okay, so what you do here is you look at the safety, and if he's at 10 yards or higher, throw the crosser to TJ. And if he's at 10 yards or lower, throw the dagger to Addison. Oh, and if there's only five in the box, can it to an ISO run play to your right? So he just translates that quick. and He and just told him, and then he was like, all right. So he looks, okay, what am I does seeing? Does his reads? Yeah. Oh, my God. Then, he, then the next one, Buffalo right, smooth snag, Y drag, R wheel, kill Picasso, Q follow. Oh, my God. Okay? So silly. He says, okay, so what you do here is put KJ in motion, and if nobody goes with him, throw him the arrow. If someone follows him in man, throw the snagger out to Addison. If they have three guys on that side, throw the drag to TJ. If the D-line slides towards the side KJ is on, kill it to a QB drag following Madison. Oh, my God. And he's like, got it, coach. Yes. That's nuts. It's crazy. And so, to me, this was... um, this he is, played great. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. He had two passing and two, two, no, one rushing. Yeah, yeah, crazy, incredible. And then, to me, this was a, a KOC masterclass. Mm-hmm. If you told KOC, um, you have a fully healthy team, but we're going to take three guys. You can protect any three players on the roster. Mm-hmm. He'd say number one protection would be Kirk Cousins. Protect him. Number two would be Justin Jefferson. Yep. And number three would be Christian Derrissaw. I thought you were going to say Cam Akers, and who also went out. Those three all yeah. were out here. None of them played. God I mean, damn. this team is missing a ton of pieces. They were starting a bunch of random guys. Like you said, Cam Akers went down. K.J. Osborne went down. Multiple. And the Falcons aren't bad, right? I mean, no. they're playing well. This was a KOC masterclass. And I'm sorry, I think, I think last year, I think KOC... Um, should have gotten a lot more consideration for the coach of the year. Yeah. He was 13 and four and everyone spent the whole year saying these close games. Oh, they're only winning close games. Oh, they're not as good as their record is. They shouldn't have this many wins. I'm sorry. The case isn't that coaching. Yeah, right. right. Wasn't the difference in those games. I mean, I, I'm sure you could say that things were lucky. I'm sure you could say that they didn't deserve to win some of these games. But the fact of the matter is, is this dude coached them into every game. Mm -hmm. He, he kept them in every single game. And this year, as the pieces have all fallen apart, this season should have crumbled. He has them on a four-game winning streak, five and four, firmly in the playoff mix, chasing down the Lions here for right. the division. Do you know who the Lions like play? Are they do they have a tough schedule coming up? I don't know, but I know yeah. that we don't. Right, we don't. We're we're just hunting bad teams right now. Yeah, and like we're at home against the Saints, and I feel confident we will win this game. So Dobbs is going to play. I, he's okay. gonna get an extra so, week with the play. I don't know who's gonna play. Well, I heard that I heard the Dobbs was gonna play. I would bet start. he is. Yeah. I would bet he is because of injuries. Mm-hmm. But I think like the real question is moving forward, where do they go with quarterback? Yeah. So they have Jaron Hall, who looked good in this game. Okay. 
Got a concussion. Right. Looked good up until he got but a concussion. But he didn't play much, did he? He was like six of seven for like 70 yards, though. Yeah. Like, moved the ball well. Got hurt in the red zone. Like, mm-hmm. okay. <clears throat> looked pretty good. He's a young guy. You have Dobbs, who they just traded a late-round pick for, and he got him back in the game. And then you have, I uh, can't think of the other guy's name right now. We got Ramond. It ain't him. No, it's not him. Ain't the guy, um, pal. Ain't the guy, pal. But yeah, the other guy is another uh, guy. It's not Sean Mannion. Um, I don't know. You gonna look him up? I'm gonna look it up for you. So I I think Dobbs is gonna start. I mean, I think he gives us the best chance, as far as I know. And plus, it's just fun. Now it's a story. Did you see the dude that shaved his eyebrows? Yeah, from ten thousand takes or whatever. No, he's not from that. They just reposted. Oh, it. they just reposted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick Mullins. That's the. Oh guy. yeah, yeah. Okay. So so Nick Heard Mullins him. is another guy. I think that. We don't know. We don't know where KOC is going to go. He might have Mullins come back and be the starter. Okay. I, I think any of these guys, I think I think that they're all at a pretty similar level of like maybe like competent backup-y kind of guy. Yeah. But the real thing is just KOC is just, a, he's like he's like a B version of Kyle Shanahan right now. Okay. And I mean that well, I as a, yeah, that's, con, that's... a real compliment. I think that like at this point, I kind of feel like KOC could probably coach most quarterbacks into being pretty good. Which is great news. Really good news if we ever end up being able to draft a young QB. Yeah, and so I, I will say, though, with all these wins now, so we're now 5-4, and four, I mean, the chances are... ride. I just enjoy it, man. I don't care. I don't care if we have no real hopes for the season, if there's no chance we actually can compete with these top, top teams. I'm just having a good time. I, I would say that the the real big bright spot of the defense has been Brian Flores. Or I mean, sorry, of the season has been Brian Flores and yeah. his defense. Yeah. This dude came in, took took the 31st strength defense in the league, and has turned them into a good defense yeah. in Above less than average. half of a season. I think they're like pretty good at this point. Mm-hmm. I thought they were awesome this last week. Yeah. They're, they're so aggressive. I don't know. I mean... So coaching staff locked up. Uh, feeling well, good. I, I think that... A lot of people believe Flores could get a head coaching job again. So he was a head coach, and then I remember yeah. they had that weird... Like already, like next year already? Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the rumors, is he'll be one of the names, but who knows? I mean, he got into it with the league. He, you know, sued the league. Yeah. Might not be that easy to get that coaching job. It's like, I'm cheering for the guy, and I hope it works out well for him, but I'd like it if this stop was like three years for him before he moved on to that next big job and then he gets a really great job yeah i hope he gets a great afc job and kills it but like until then i do want him to stay because i selfishly think he's doing an incredible job with this defense and this is a defense that was 31st in the nfl last year only the lions had a worse defense okay and they added uh davenport who is i think out for the season and barely played and sucked when he did play yeah they added uh Dean Lowry, like a backup from the Packers. All right. They added um, Ivan Pace Jr., an undrafted free agent linebacker. Yep. They added Byron Murphy Jr., like a decent cornerback. And they drafted um, Blackman, the cornerback from USC in like the fourth round. That's all they added to this defense. They didn't go out and get a bunch of free agents. They added very little. They added like one decent free agent and a couple random low picks in the draft. And they have completely flipped this defense into something that's at minimum respectable. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I don't know, that's impressive. 
That's and that's good news. I, I wish that a couple other things are coinciding with this. I, I like do a healthy too. Kirk and yeah. a healthy JJ and uh, you know, it's uh, like what do you think the the impact of Cam Akers going out is? Because I mentioned it earlier, Minimal. but you don't seem to. Yeah, he was just a guy. He's just a guy. So he's same as Madison, whatever. They're the same player. Yeah, he was a good. He was a good pass he protector. A little bit better, but he was a good yeah. pass protector. I don't know. I, okay. I'm not too. I, like I'm bummed for him, but I'm not too bummed for yeah. a team. Perspective. And and when do you think that JJ will come back at this point? Because I had heard that he technically should be eligible next week. They said that, but he, he might take an extra week or an extra week. I think they're going to open up his window, and it's going to be three week window that they can activate him. And from the sounds of it, I think he's not going to play this week. I think next week will be iffy. And mm-hmm. then I'd guess probably the week after that. So okay. either next, you know, within three weeks, he'll be back. Do we usually play on Thanksgiving? No. No? We play the weekend after. Okay. Randomly. You know, like. Yeah, just whatever. It's always the Lions and the Cowboys and then one other game. Yeah. Like, usually, I feel like Washington usually plays. No, it's only those two teams. Oh. Only the Cowboys and the Lions. That's Lions in the early game. So weird. Cowboys in the afternoon. Oh. And then they added a third game. So the Lions play against someone, the Cowboys play against someone, and then they added one big game. It's usually like the Ravens and the Steelers. Okay. Huh. Like a lot of the time it feels like. All right. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. So what's your, so you, we, you think we fuck up the Saints. Really, no matter what I, combination I the of people we put are out bad. there. Like I think that they the Bears turned the ball over five times with Tyson Bagent as their quarterback and lost by seven points. Yeah, like I don't, I'm not worried about the Saints. Um, but then again, this Vikings team is, I don't, dude, all over the place, man. I'm I like I can't believe I'm saying this because it ended with me feeling really upset, and I think this will do the same. But this season feels like uh, Case Keenum season. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it's feeling to me. Like it kind of feels like we're gonna like catch magic here, and we're gonna like we're gonna we're gonna really believe in our hearts at some point that we can win with one of these quarterbacks. Yeah, maybe Dobbs, maybe Mullins, maybe whoever Hull. We'll say Dobbs for now, and we're gonna win a bunch of games, and we're gonna be like moving on up, and we're gonna like get a you know somehow we're gonna like pass the Lions, get a home playoff game. We're going to be like, what if we're a team of destiny yep. and we're going to win some crazy playoff game and then we're going to get absolutely shellacked by the Eagles or yeah. something like we're going to get just buried in a game like 45 <laughs> to six exposed. Yeah, yeah. I, that's how I'm feeling. Sounds like a fun season. That's kind of how I feel like the season's going to go. So I'm just going to try to prepare because well, you, you just want to prepare yourself for that 20, 20 second draft pick. Yeah, yeah. we, we yeah. can't expect anything better than that. No, so. At this point, I'm I, having a good time, man. Okay, so so by the way, I was the only one. Well, I guess it's only two of us these days, but I picked the Vikings you to did, win. You did, and I I think the score. I don't know what it was, but it's kind of close. Yeah, because I said it was something around thirty, and we hadn't even put up thirty yet. I you like. I think right. I said like thirty four or thirty two to like twenty eight or something like. I don't. know. It's pretty close. I gotta be honest with you. Now that you say that, you <laughs> you gave some score. I think you said thirty one to twenty eight, and I was like, yeah. we're never All gonna right. score thirty one points. Like that's what I was thinking yeah. in my head, and then they did. You know, it's best not to have any reasoning behind these picks, <laughs> so then you're better off. All right, so let's go ahead and, and pick some scores against the Saints. Um, okay, uh, I like the Vikings against the Saints. I'm gonna say. I'm going to say the game will be a little bit ugly and we're going to win uh, 23 to 16. Okay. I'm going to go 28, 21 Vikes. Okay. Let's go. Um, all right. Burr. Let's move on. Um, 
Oh, oh, I have oh. one other piece of this. Yeah, what do you got? I'm feeling pretty confident now that Cousins will be back. Oh, really? Why? Because Every... Aaron Rodgers is walking around and no, throwing no, no, passes no, no. No, and I mean, he's three weeks out? No, I mean, he's a free agent at the end of the year. I'm I'm feeling more confident he's going to be back with the Vikings next year. Oh, not that he's going to play this year. No, no, no. I, I just well, think... is it Aaron Rodgers going to play? But he, that was first game. He's not playing. Okay. Because the Jets stink anyway, yeah. so what's the point? I, I just think, I think Cousins, it's going to make so much sense for him to come back from both parties. We won't have a draft pick to go get the guy we want. Yep. He's gonna need a year to like show he can. He still has it, and he already knows the offense. He already loves KOC. He knows that the pieces are there. Great offensive line, great wide receivers. Like it just makes total sense now to me that Cousins is gonna come back on a one or two year deal. You know, and he wants. I also the best chance to win a Super Bowl probably for him. And, that's and what I think it that's is. here for him. Unless the Niners, you know, unless the Niners want to take a chance on him. Sure, yeah. There's other teams, but the that Niners can try are going to be him, tight on cash this year, like yeah. very tight. And so I just think like Kirk makes his money, man. He's not going to go anywhere without getting paid. I promise you that. Yeah, and so I, I think the Vikings are just going to end up. It's going to be just like, let's run it back, guys. Mm-hmm. Like it's best for him. It's best for us. And okay. I think that is what we're going to end up with. And hopefully one of these guys, Hull or Dobbs, is good enough to come in and be a good backup for us. Okay. Yeah, that could be good. And then do you think that there's a chance that, you know, we do use that 18th pick or whatever we get this year on a QB? And then, you know, we still obviously, you know, somebody we get at 18 isn't necessarily someone you'd start like you got him at one, two, three. I have a couple ideas here. Okay. So one, I think that there is a chance that they trade multiple assets including Justin Jefferson and multiple picks to go up high in the draft. Yeah. And tra- take like Drake May. And that's what you want. I would be excited about that. Yeah. I mean, it would suck to see Jefferson go, but like I think like if you really thought that this could be your guy and then like he'd play a year behind Cousins, mm-hmm. which would be really nice. Yeah. Um so but more likely I think is that we go and get a different guy. The names I'm going to give you are um, J.J. McCarthy. Mm-hmm. He's the Michigan quarterback. Um, he's only 20 years old right now, and I think he is a guy I could imagine who needed a year to sit behind someone like Cousins. Um, and then Bo Nix and Michael Penix, I think, are like low, late first, early second round kind of guys as of right now. And I could imagine that we like fall in love with one of them, but okay. I would be kind of annoyed if that's what we did. Yeah. All right. Something to watch. Okay, well, next up, next big thing we need to talk about is the Timberwolves. Timberwolves, a big, baby. huge statement week, but statement mostly win. Week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over the Celtics, who I think are the best team in the NBA. Yeah, no, I, I think, think they're the favorites to win the title. Only undefeated team, having yep. won their first six games up until they ran into the fucking immovable object that is the Timberwolves. I'm I'm pretty excited about this Wolves team and like I we'll we'll keep it positive first cuz I think there is a kind of a glaring negative right now but I think There's most couple, of the team yeah. is really positive. Yeah. I think they're buying into what Finch wants. I think Finch has done a really good job coaching this team so far. They look way more cohesive than they did last year. They do. They do. They don't really have as long of stretches. Every everybody every team every night has a stretch where they like they go, you know, they get a six or seven point run against them, but they figure it out, right? The good teams figured out. Yeah. They bounce back. They have their own run. I think Rudy um, felt like he stuck out like a sore thumb last year, though. Yeah. And I don't feel that way this year. No. I think he kind of, his role feels nice. Yeah. And he's like, 
he's he's playing efficient. He's getting blocks again. He's, a lot of dunks, a lot yep. of blocks. Like he just he he feels like a refreshed player. Yeah, it sucks that he literally can't shoot free throws. Oh, it's my like gosh. such a liability. Um, and Boston's smart, dude. They'll they'll follow him right up until that two minute mark when you can't anymore. Yeah. Um, just brutal. But anyways, yeah, he dude, he's having a great year. Uh, he's he, you know he said early on before the season started, I am trying to get back to my defensive player of the year because I got it. You know he got it like six years out of or whatever it was out of like seven or eight, and then the last two he hasn't. And so I, I think he wants that back. I just think he fits a lot more, and I think like having like. I think Mike Connolly, this will be his last year here for sure. Like a hundred percent sure. Mm. But but Really? Oh uh, I'm positive. Okay. I mean, he is old. Yeah. I like he how just, old. He how just old bought a house here? and moved here. He's yeah. thirty six. He might be thirty seven. He is thirty six years old. Okay. So he turned yeah, he just turned thirty six. So that's not that's not that bad. That's old. Yeah, for NBA, what he does, old. for what he does. Yeah, being a high-paid, expensive point guard. If he's a backup <laughs> point guard, maybe. Um, if he's back, he's back as a backup. Yeah, but he just bought I, a house here next to my uh, wife's cousins, actually. But I do really like that Mike Connolly um, seems to fit very well with Rudy. Yeah, I think his leadership on this team is invaluable at this point. I agree, and I think like he's he, cool, calm, and collected. Baby. Yes, he's been a great vet on this team, um, and then and I bet Cat doesn't like him. Probably not. <laughs> Jaden, uh, it's so good to have him back. Jaden McDaniels is back, uh, just playing his absolute ass off on defense, and it's so fun to watch. I think that Jaden is a top three defender in basketball. Um, I think the stats would agree with you already, just so far. Just as far as, you know, he gets the hardest um, assignment on yeah. defense, and he's holding people like 15% below their expected average i mean that's that's amazing that's he's, essentially shutting he's them down so long and he's so like like just in everyone's business he can switch to every position mm-hmm. he's so big he can be down low now he can move fast enough and he's long enough to shut down guards like he is a problem for people and then i mean obviously the big piece anthony edwards i think is a dark horse mvp candidate um, yeah, I mean, I think that he has only gotten better, although, you know, getting better isn't always just a perfect graph, like climbing, right? You have ups and downs, but he's still getting better. He's still getting so much better. And this year has been an awesome start for him. He's averaging 28 a game. Yeah. And he's taking <laughs> games over. I mean, this Boston game, you know, you said at the end of regulation, you felt like you were disappointed because you thought we'd lose in overtime. I did. Yeah, I did. And I didn't like how we played our last few possessions coming into it. So, and I think that Ant felt the same way. Yeah. Cuz he was like, "Oh shit, I'm going to take over and, but then and overtime it was like MVP performance." Yep. And like the the only times that I've ever felt like guys have I'm not saying he's there yet. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not saying I'm not trying to put Ant at this level yet cuz he's not there yet. But like he's starting to give me the same feeling I had mostly with Garnett. Like there was these these just stretches where Garnett would score you know, in big games, he'd score 35 and have 21 rebounds and mm-hmm. eight blocks. Just do it all, yeah. Like, he was just an absolute machine. And, like, you just felt that he could just completely take games over with every aspect of his game. Um, the next closest guy, I think, was Kevin Love. There was one year where Love was kind of a fringe MVP mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, his stats were so crazy. Yeah, And he was, like... He was averaging 35, and it was Yeah, nuts. and yeah. he was, like, he was hitting... 
huge shots in every game for yeah. a, it was a short period of time but <laughs> it, was. it felt you, it was yeah, exciting it was ricky was was you know hitting him with the dimes and he was knocking him down and yeah that was and then and then ant now is kind of making me feel the same way where it's just mm-hmm. like he's so capable of just being impossible to guard and he'll have his inefficient nights but his efficiency this year feels so much better mm-hmm. it just feels like he is not wasting any uh, you know, time on the ball this year. Like every time he has it, he's doing something positive. He's able to get to the rim and create his own shot. Yeah, better than pretty much anyone in the league. Yeah, I remember like okay, so last year the season kind of started out a little bit similar to this. I think we had a similar record, and we also had one of the best defensive ratings in the league for the first couple weeks. Yeah. Like we do this year, we have the best this but year. Didn't we have like really out of shape Ant too? Yes, we did, and he was Ant like a was, was was a problem. Early in the year. Yep. Yep, he was, and um, but yeah, this year it just seems like the t- the team has matured. Yeah, oh yeah, and uh, you know the best teams just don't get that high, they don't get that low. You know, they win a game, they yeah. just shake hands, they walk off. Like that's what we 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 need to get to that because we were at the opposite where we won a play in game. And we all cried and stood on the bleachers and we whipped our shirt off. And, it, it felt and that was amazing and we needed yeah. that. But you also need to move past that. Have to. Like, like it's just at this point, this team needs to be the kind of team who the expectation is that they're going to the Western Conference Finals. Sure. I mean, like, that's what they're, they should be. I know they're going to say they want to win the title, but like, they're not going to win the title. But that, I don't, don't think anybody, in, at least, you know, especially, well, in basketball, there are some people that, and sometimes, like, with the Warriors in their prime, you'd be like, well, they're probably going to win again. And then they did. Yeah. But it's like, all you can really say is, I think this team's going to make it to the conference final. You don't know more but that's, than that. But, so. but I think that that's where they need to go. Like, that's Top where they're. team, yeah. I think that they, I'm not saying that they could get there. And I'm not saying it's, it's only a success if they do. Mm-hmm. But. I, I just think like that's where I'm aiming if I'm there yeah. right now. And because- I just hope we don't have these, you know, stretches of, of another two weeks where we, you know, we drop bad a couple of bad games and we just look totally uneven and um you know, I just we need to have that consistency that more mature teams have. And right. I think that you know, our our like our young players are our best and most consistent players right now and that's the most amazing thing about the team. And then the big problem for us, I think, is Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. This dude just yeah. doesn't fit. He, he seems like he's, you know, I remember last year when you were like, well, I, ideally we would just trade um, Gobert. Like, it's not working. Yeah. You know, you get what you get for him, but, you know, you can't really do that because he's too locked up. Yeah. Whatever. Now I'm like, I don't know. I, I think that Gobert is fitting this team better. I agree. And, you know, he knows he's got a limited role. He doesn't do that much. But what he does, he does well and efficiently. I would rather trade Towns, who you could definitely get more bring for. some pieces back. Yeah. And, like, to me... Because he's the, he's, the he's the best shooting big in the world, and he's shooting, like, 22% from three, and he shoots a lot of threes. Like, uh, it's early. Yeah. You know, it's been seven games, six games, whatever it is. But I mean, they need to rebuild. Like, even if they're going to trade him during the season, they need to build his value up before they even can because he's been pretty poor so far yeah but he's just is such a baby of a player like he just is such a complainer he's so negative out there like he just like i'm like worn out watching him Mm -hmm. and it's just like that's not the kind of guy that i i want to really cheer for like how many years has he been in the league eight or something eight he still makes the dumbest fucking fouls i've ever seen like he is shocked every time he like wraps up a guy's arm under the basket and then he gets called for a foul he 
flips out. Like, you can't believe it. Like, dude, you do that every fucking time. You know the reps watch for that now. Yeah. No, he I, just I, does I, dumb I shit. I just can't handle him. And, like, Ant is the opposite. Like, Ant is, like, to me, he is he is as a 21, 22-year-old superstar. Right. He is everything you could ask for. Like, I, he just is. This dude gets it. He completely takes over a game against the NBA's best team, who was undefeated, in overtime. And I think he had, what, 38 on the night? Oh, he's fantastic. He was unbelievable. And then after the game, they ask him about the, the win and about his performance. And first thing he says is, we won this game because Jaden's defense was so good. Yeah, like Jaden McDaniels won this game for he us. He won yeah. us this game tonight. And it's just like, this dude just gets it. He always says the right stuff. He... It's. It feels like he is just in the lab working on his game all the time. Mm-hmm. He, like, he's a competitor and and like you know he can be fiery and, and stuff. But like, he isn't doing stuff emotionally to like take his team and himself out of games. Right. And like Towns, I don't trust Towns. Like that's that's about as bad of a thing as I can you, say. And, and you shouldn't. I don't think I can trust him. Like we're in a playoff game. What what would make me think I can trust Towns in a playoff game? Not to get into foul trouble. Not to get a technical foul. Not to mm-hmm. shoot us out of the game. Like right. he I, just is such a baby. Such a uh, he's so poor mentally. Yeah, and he, like that he sucks. He is. He is. I mean, even even last night when he finally got ejected, which is I think probably the reason we. <laughs> won the game more easily in OT. I yeah. mean, really, he was a liability. Every time he touched the ball, he was turning it over. Yeah. And then yelling at the refs instead of getting back on defense, and then they were getting a bucket. Yeah. So he was he was actually actively hurting our team the entire game. And when he goes out, he can't believe it. He's storming around. He's going to the lockers. He's running back out. And I think I, you know, I was worried. I think the announcer said the same thing. Like, dude, this behavior affects the team. He's supposed to be a leader here. Yeah. And you know what? The, fa- the the most incriminating thing I can say is that it didn't affect the team anymore. And that's a good thing for us, but it's a bad thing for his future here. And it's a bad thing for him as a player. Like, when is he going to mature? I, I, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, at this point, I'm ready to move on from him. And it, it just kind of feels like the roster is ready for him to move on to. Mm-hmm. It just feels like, and I'm not saying you you lose him for nothing. Like you need to bring back some smart pieces that fit this roster better, that play to Ant's strengths and weaknesses, mm-hmm. that fill in the gaps a little better than I think. Tom's we could have we does. could have somebody that's uh, a little bit more of a natural, easy scorer. You know, I think our offense is is struggling a little bit. It's lagging behind our defense, anyways. I think like a shooter, like it yeah. would be a big piece, like a, a real big time shooter, right? Like a guy who is a three and D athlete who can shoot forty percent, yeah, and can be another versatile long defender because that's where the wolves look good right now. Is like Clay Thompson might be up on the block. I mean, he there's he yeah, a possibility. I mean, you could find a lot of these like veteran guys or you could go young, you could go a couple pieces that are younger, you could reload with draft picks that you've given up. You mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of options that they would have, but I just think like to me, we've been talking about this for 2 years. Like I know. I'm just I'm And I've been a I've been a defender. I've been a stand. I've been like, well, give him a chance and like, you know, really he in Minnesota, he's probably underrated. In the league nat- nationwide, he's probably like a little overrated. Yeah, um, I, that's a good take. Yeah, that's, I like that. I mean, we see him. We see the whiny stuff. We see the yeah. big blown games. But yeah, night in and night out, he puts up good numbers. I, I watched him play in that series against Memphis. I think it was two years ago yeah. in the playoffs, and he was like scoring like six points a game. Yeah, like it was just it was like and, embarrassing and, and shooting 
over and over again. So not not just like and then he fouled disappearing. Out. He couldn't like st- hurting he couldn't us. stay out of foul trouble. Like yeah. this guy is just he's such a baby. And yeah. so to me, I'm just I'm ready. I'm ready to, for the next steps. I'm ready for yeah. the next evolution of this team. And like we we can sit here and pretend like yeah, Ant's locked up. Like he'll be here for a long time. But like this is a <laughs> what have you done for me lately league. If we <laughs> From are the not players per point of, well both, but yeah. If we are not competitive soon ant is gone mm-hmm. like the pressure is on the organization right now it's ant's team everyone in the world knows it mm-hmm. it's time to like f- try to get him to a championship that's what they should be thinking yeah they really should they should be thinking how do we get this dude to a championship what do we got to do we like our roster towns is a weird fit he's super ta- I, I think that their thing is like they know he's really talented but i don't think we can win maybe we could win one round with Towns. That's how I feel. Yeah. I feel like he'll just fuck it up for us. That's how I feel. I feel like he'll just ruin it for us. I feel like he'll foul out of games. He'll get technicals. He'll be crying. Well, he's such a big and high-paid star, too, that you can't just pull him when he's not having a good game. He still gets his minutes. He's like one of the highest-paid players in the history of the league. Yeah, the dude's made his money. Um. He'll be a nice addition to some team, I hope. I hope he gets along with him. The The big smoke is the Knicks. Okay. They don't have a center other than Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. They have pieces that they could send back. There's a lot of different types of trades. Julius Randle is having a really off year so far, and yeah, maybe yeah. like we could get him and somebody else. R.J. Barrett, Isaiah Quickly, Julius Randle. Um, Julius Mitchell Randle Robinson. would be kind of that, that guy, just like pretty our, easy scorer that yeah. does the defense. I don't know. There's a bunch of pieces that like maybe they could, they could go to with a team like that, a bunch of picks and pick swaps. Like, they, that's a team, and that's Leon Rose. That's like K- Kentucky place. Oh, like that's where all okay. the Kentucky guys are supposedly going to end up at some point. Hey, and he wants a big, big market. You know, yeah, he wants so, to be the guy. To so. me, that's just it. Feels like a good fit with the trade. It's like it's just been the only thing is like this. Tom Thibodeau want <laughs> Towns back. <laughs> Tom Thibodeau knows <laughs> what knows. Towns is all about. He knows. Like, oh, I just can't imagine right. that that's what he's that's never going to happen. Like he, it's going to be Kerr because like we thought that w- nobody will ever do anything with Wiggins. Yeah, and then you know y- you get that pipeline going from Minnesota over to to Golden State, and you know Wiggins is he's not a superstar there, but he's a no. fucking valuable player for them. Well, just like I think the teams that you can look at to go for players like this are the teams that don't really have a route to get the young guys because they don't have any draft picks Mm -hmm. because they've traded them all away and they don't have any cap space and they also don't have guys they can really trade. Yeah. And so like what you end up looking at, like these teams, like I'm going to give you some examples of teams that I could see doing this. The, I'm not saying this will work out with the salaries, but like the type of teams, the heat, the Lakers, the Warriors, the Mavericks, Hmm. um, you know, like these teams that are kind of capped out, yeah, and they've traded a bunch of their picks, and they're still not really winning like they need to be. Yes, and yeah. they and the only way they can improve is to kind of like go get some maybe difficult. And contract those teams that you stars. mentioned make lots of moves too. They do, and so to me, it's just kind of like, you know, is there a deal to be made? I, I don't think the Heat have enough to offer us. They'd be like Tyler Hero like, and uh, no Kyle problems. Lowry, and yeah. I'd be like, I'm good. Yeah. But like, you know, it's just like that kind of team where it's just like a team that they don't have the ability to go make a Jimmy big... Butler oh, coming back. Jimmy Butler. <laughs> um, I'd say I'd say that besides the Knicks, the other team that I just keep imagining with Towns is the Mavericks. OK. 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why, but it just seems like a Mark Cuban kind of move. You think? Yeah. Where it's like we need a second star to play with. I like that guy. Yeah. I mean, he, he does everything. Like he does everything. So can well. we talk you guys into Kyrie Irving? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh All right. man. Well, here's the the next thing is what's up that we had this, uh, just this. I think today it came out today. Yes, we had the 25 under 25 um, NBA rankings on ESPN, and sadly, they did not put Jaden McDaniels on this. Uh, they should have. They should have. I think they should have. Um, a couple of the people got kind of snubbed in the top ten that probably should have been there. Maxi, I think, from the Sixers. You know, a couple other guys, but yeah, that's okay. So the, I'm gonna, let, dude, let him keep sleeping on him. I'm he gonna cruise through this. Okay. Okay. Shanguin from Houston is 25. Um, Keegan Murray from Sacramento at 24. Scoot Henderson, the rookie from the Blazers at 23. Most overrated guy, Tyler Hero at 22. Jalen Duran, the center from Detroit, 21. I, he's only 19 years old. I don't. I think this is a little on potential. Uh, guy we traded for Rudy, Walker Kessler, 22-year-old yeah. center from Utah at number 20. Jalen Green, I think he was like a number one pick in the draft or number two pick so in the he draft. He can dunk, but he's not that special. Number nineteen, Josh Giddy, the the I think he's Australian guard. Um, Is he in the Thunder? From the Thunder at eighteen, Jalen Williams, the the forward from the Thunder at seventeen. They okay. got all the young talent. I know. I Franz Wagner, the forward from Orlando at sixteen. Scotty Barnes um, at fifteen from the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Paula Banchero at fourteen from the Magic. Um, the Minneapolis kid himself, Chet Holmgren, yeah, twenty-one year old power forward from OKC at thirteen, having a nice season. OKC has all these guys; it's crazy. It's gonna they're they're gonna be interesting. They'll fuck it up, yeah, but they have all the potential. You'd think that they're gonna they're gonna win three championships in the next ten years, but we'll see. This was the guy that everybody, if you remember the draft, Lamelo, yeah. Mobley, and Edwards, yeah, wasn't it? No, it wasn't Mobley. Well, Edwards went first, but it was yeah. it, no, it was uh, it was the guy who went to the Mobius, Mobius and Mobius. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was the guy. I can't think of his name now. He went to to um, Bull Bull. Oh, the guy who he was the big guy who went to uh, the Warriors. Oh yeah, I can't think of his name now, but okay. it wasn't Mobley. Anyways, Mobley at number twelve, Tyrese Maxey, the point guard from Philadelphia at eleven. Jaron Jackson Jr., the, I think he was the defending defensive player of the year for mm-hmm. the Grizzlies at 10. LaMelo Ball at number nine. If there is a player a I would game manager. If I there don't was know. a player I wouldn't want on my team, I think it's LaMelo Ball. Yeah. Number eight, Darius Garland um, is at number eight. This guy's an absolute beast. Mm-hmm. Number seven, what if Zion Williamson? If he can stay healthy, sure. Number six, Coming off an injury-plagued season, the former number one pick, Cade Cunningham, the point guard from Detroit. Number five, uh, John Morant. Yeah, I mean, people were going to say that's that's too low. Um, what was he done for? Well, what, like, we haven't seen all this he's dude. been is got suspended, and now his team's like one in six. So, yeah. you know. Number four, Tyrese Halliburton. That was another guy that's people big... thought that we could It was the same draft as Edwards. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we're happy where we're at. Uh, number three, Victor Wembanyama. This dude is already averaging 20 and a half points, eight rebounds, and almost three blocks a game. He's 19 years old. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get it. He's also on a bad team, so he gets to be the guy there. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's very special and he's freaky to watch. And I did, I saw this thing, dude, where he, he can bend. He's like a yoga guy, too. He yeah. can bend in half 
and put like his knees like around his head. Like he's so freaky, which I think is probably a good thing long term yeah. for his injury. It's like injury potential should be lower if he's not yeah. flexible. I so I, I read a thing about his preparation for like every practice game and workout. And because he's so big and they know that they could deal with serious injury, especially with his like legs and his ankles and his feet. If Nikola Pekovic had this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they played they more know. than three years. And so they, they, his diet, his stretching and his workouts, his strength conditioning, they have him on like a whole entire foot plan to try to strengthen the muscles in his feet. So they have like this whole foot routine every single time that he works out that they have to do. Rex Ryan is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, can we, yeah, where can we watch that? <laughs> For science. For science. But yeah, um, he's just a freak. And I know that they're, they're super worried about his, his feet and his ankles and his legs. And so they're going to, turn this dude into yeah. more of a science experiment. So, I mean, for him being three, it's it's also kind of based on potential, but also based on the first six, seven games. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he could be number one by the time this list, you know, gets remade at the end of the year. Number two, Anthony Edwards. Okay. That feels good. Yeah, that Anthony feels Edwards, great. He's... That's a big jump. If you did this, like, um, if you had done this at the end of last year, he probably would have been, you know, five... I think at the beginning of last year, I don't remember for sure, but I think he was like around like eight or nine. Sure. But he's only getting better and everybody knows it. It's wonderful. He's only 22. He just turned 22 like three months ago. Like Mm -hmm. this guy is a freak. And then number one, less than 100 days left on this list is Mm -hmm. Luka Doncic. Right. But Luka is... I was like a little surprised that he's under 25 at this point. But yeah, he's he's, he's he's 32 points, 11 rebounds, and nine assists a game. He's almost averaging a triple-double. He's he's averaging 32. I mean, he's he's... Uh, he is like a European LeBron, right? Like I'm, I'm not even fucking around. This dude is a Hall of Fame level. The guy. Oh yeah. It's just they've kind of butchered the situation around him. Yeah, they have. They've really and fumbled he has everything. Gotten pissed and you if know. they could have just like slow played it and like just taken their time, they tried to like build a contender instantly. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that's what the Cavs did with LeBron, bringing in a bunch of stupid names and expensive yep. players, and it's just like. You just got to find the right And that's kind of what the Lakers is doing too, although, you know, they won in the bubble, but since then it's been tough. But I just think like, especially if you you find that young guy, it's like with the Wolves. I know they kind of did it with Gobert here, but I think that, you know, as we've kind of explained, Towns is kind of your get out of jail card with that Gobert deal. It is, yeah. It's just like you could kind of like restock the cupboards and rebuild the team and a team that fits better. So we've we've really beat that drum, but that's, that's how I'm feeling today. I mean, it's official. I'm going to go ahead and convert to Trade Towns, and this is the first time I've publicly been on that train. Okay, so the last thing that we have to uh, talk about today before we're out here Mm -hmm. is what are, this is something I want you guys at home to think about as well, what are the best rivalries for Minnesota sports? Okay. So I want to, one, we have to go through, we have to find the rival of each of our teams, and then then we we should also identify if, we asked them yeah. if they would say us, yeah. which you ideally you would want in a good rivalry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. So let's start with the NFL. It's the easiest one. It's the Packers. It's not close. It's the Packers. Um, now, when you ask Packers fans, don't they say the Bears? I think that that's part of their shit talk, though. Oh, because they're like... I think they're like, well, if you ask us, we don't even care about you guys. And I'm like, fuck it's like you. We've you been... live in Minneapolis, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> you don't ever go to Chicago. Like, stop. 
No, literally. Yeah, and we, I think it's, it's yeah. like the Bears, you know, have won some titles in their day, but not people, for so long. I think the Packer fans that we see, it's mm-hmm. the Vikings rivalries are a lot more serious. Like the western half of Wisconsin and the and the eastern half of Minnesota, those Packer fans, the Iowa Packer fans, mm-hmm. those people are they'll they'll deny it to their death. We'll have some assholes who message us after listening to this. Yeah. We don't even care about you guys. We care way more about the Bears. Oh yeah, please tell me about all your wars against the Bears in the last twenty years. The Bears I, I have mean, been mostly a- irrelevant. A Rod or A Rod doesn't he own the Bears? Yeah, own I mean, the, like like whatever. I'm sorry, I mean, the Vikings the and the, the Vikings and the Packers have won like ninety percent of the division titles in the yeah. last twenty years. Like so that's enough sad, right? So there. To me, I don't I, I don't really buy that. I know that like the people who live in Milwaukee and probably a lot of the Green Bay people themselves, which is a very small town, mm-hmm. um, would probably see the Bears because it's a hop, skip and a jump away from them. Sure. But the Packer fans that I see, I'm sorry, like I don't want them to pretend anymore. Yeah. Well, we we care way more about the Bears. I'm like, you do not. You li- you work at Target and you live in Maple Grove, <laughs> like fuck you. All right, so I think that one's pretty clear. Does do, do the Vikings have any other? I think that we had a bit of a rivalry going with New Orleans, which was kind of fun. Yeah, now they're so bad that much, but like I don't. The think games they are like, memorable, yeah. and I feel like there's a lot of bad blood there, which is kind of cool. I mean, anybody our, else? Our number two rival is probably. The Bears, the Bears, but well, like again, just for a division thing, just because we play them twice a year, and then Detroit, it's like oh, that's they're lucky a, this year. That's fun, yeah, but it's not even around. Nobody, I don't think anybody can pick Detroit because all they've done is beat Detroit forever. Okay, so let's move on right. to the Twins. The Twins, um, I think it's the Braves. No, no, the Yankees. I think is it's just the White as far Sox. as okay, the White Sox. I think it's the White Sox, and then the Guardians. More historically, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people in our division, we play them forty times a year. Yeah. The, I don't ever feel a rivalry with the Royals. I feel like that's a fun road trip. Okay. People would like to pretend we have a rivalry with the Brewers, but we're on opposite leagues. Oh, no, we don't That's at a all. fun road trip. Uh, we, I, I like the Brewers. I'm a Brewers <laughs> fan. <laughs> um, And so I think like the White Sox is uh, probably one. Mm-hmm. Baseball, they don't. I don't even know if baseball prides itself on rivalries, but their big rivalries like the Yankees and the Red Sox. Yeah, it's tune like, well, in yeah. for our big rivalry game. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I don't think that it doesn't feel like that anymore yeah. to me. Um, I mean, about, for us, I think that like Minnesotans would point to the Yankees as having knocked us out of the playoffs so many times, but the Yankees would never. The point Yankees, to Minnesota. They, the, they laugh. The like, Yankees fans would have a hard time finding Minnesota on a map. It, okay, exactly. So that cannot count. Okay, so what about um, the NHL? This is the hardest one. Blackhawks? Uh, and, and Avalanche, for sure? I think the Avalanche probably is more. probably the number one. Because the Blackhawks are in the other conference. They're in the, the Eastern Conference. I just feel like we always have like really exciting games for them. And everyone's so excited and... Maybe they don't look in, at us in as the, a challenge. In the past, the North Stars and the Blackhawks was like a violent rivalry. So maybe some of that carried over. So I think like the fans, like the diehard fans feel that rivalry, but I don't think the teams probably do. Yeah. I would bet that the teams, I, I would say the probably. Predators, don't we hate them? I, I think the two teams that we've played the most and that have been, um, I have three for you. Okay. They're all in our division. And they we've played not, them in a so lot of so not geographically nearby. Yeah. So the three I would say would be Colorado. Yes, I think that's the one that came to mind. Yeah, first. I'd say Dallas. They fucking used to be our team. Yeah, I like that. I one. feel like the fans still are pissed about that. Yeah, and we're in the same division as them. 
And then I'd say um, number three, I would say, is the Blues, the St. Louis Blues. Okay. Like a lot of t- history between Minnesota and St. Louis in mm-hmm. hockey. And They're the Blues in are division. just super good now. And... They they beat us a bunch in the playoffs the last couple of years. Like I think those are some of the ones that I would I would probably think of. But okay, none that I'm like, oh yeah, that's a big rivalry. Yeah. And then in basketball, really tough. <sighs> every single, almost every team has a like a major winning record against the Timberwolves. Yes. Um, the only one I can think of, and it's recent, and that's fun, is is the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies feels like the current we rival. We fucking hate them. They talk a lot of shit about us. Um, that, that helped to have that Dylan Brooks guy because he just talked shit about everybody. Made it fun, but yeah, I to and me, the Lakers that feels, too. That we hate the Lakers. We I, should, but I think that like I think that right now the Grizzlies and the Wolves are kind of like the same kind of team. They're gonna be competing at least until major things change. They should be competing for like you know three four yeah two three four or five spots. That's how it feels to me. They're playing. A, you know, I think they're in the same division. No, they're not. No, I don't think so. But the divisions are meaningless. Meaningless. Are e- there even divisions in basketball anymore? E- yes, I don't even know. there are. There are. Uh, I, the Warriors are in our division, and the Blazers and oh gosh, um, yeah, because that's the where Nuggets. We are. That's where we're by. Yeah, it means nothing. These leagues are so stupid. It's just like they ran out of room in the Eastern Conference for the the. Minnesota teams, but the Minnesota teams don't end up in the same division as Wisconsin and Illinois. That's why one of my favorite shirts that I have is is Timberwolves 04 division champs. <laughs> <laughs> That's our one of our best accolades. Man. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess you know we're we're kind of hurting in general on like these big rivalries, even yeah. though long histories of our teams. Yes. Fanatic, fanatic fan bases. Um, so your, your other big rivalry is obviously Gophers Badgers. That one's solid. That's good. That's a big That's rivalry. Old really it. old rivalry. They've been playing. And, and for. Iowa's fun. You know, hate them too. And yeah. So to me, like, if I had to rank the rivalries right now, these are bad. Mm-hmm. These choices are bad. Yeah. To me, I think the best rivalry is Vikings Packers. Most fun in my life, anyway. I think the second best is probably Gophers Badgers. Okay. And then, uh, it's pretty. That's rough. it. I mean, I would say that honestly, not not historically. I would say right now, I'd say it's probably wolves and grizzlies. But I'd say historically, it's probably twins and the White Sox. Yeah, which is pretty weak. It's a fall off. There's a, a fall off. Fall off. Or it's <laughs> Once probably you get out like. Of football. Or it's like um, Minnesota United and KC United. Sporting KC. <laughs> Sporting KC. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> they don't yeah. even televise those games anymore. <laughs> Everybody quit. What happened? I don't know. What happened? They'll be back. All right. Well, guys, that is it. That's all the time we have on this episode of the Nordies Podcast. Tune into our other episode this week. We have lots of fun stuff to teach you about and tell you about in the world of entertainment and television. So until then, thanks for hanging out with your good friends here at the Nordies Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>